Hello and welcome to the Creative Constitution Podcast, episode four. On today's episode, it's all about digital twins and the technological advancements of AI technology. AI technology. So we recently watched the Joan is Awful episode, Black Mirror, season six. Black Mirror just came out on Netflix, finally, right? We've been waiting like a hundred bajillion years for a new season of Black Mirror, it feels like. Definitely one of our favorite TV shows. 100%. Absolutely genius, prophetic. We've almost lived every episode already. Just over the last two years alone, I feel like we've lived at least 10 Black Mirror episodes. Okay, so if you guys haven't seen the first episode of Black Mirror's brand new season on Netflix watch another called episode. Joan is Awful, don't watch this episode of our podcast yet. Watch Joan is Awful Black Mirror episode and then come straight back to this podcast episode on YouTube and watch it because it's going to be amazing That's right. after watching that episode. Unfortunately, we will have to spoil it. So make Spoiler sure disclaimer. To, make sure to listen to another podcast or come back to this one or, until you've yeah watched it all right sounds good now back to the episode back to the episode of dragon balls black mirror oh my gosh <laughs> so joan is awful the whole premise really is that you have a woman who is living her normal life she's going to work and she's not the nicest person and all of a sudden she comes back home to watch netflix otherwise known as streamberry on this new, in this makeshift world. And they're starting to watch this this uh, TV show called Joan is Awful. And they're like, sounds good. Interesting name because that's also her name too. And then really, as the episode goes on, we start to figure out that actually her life is being played by this quantum computer regenerated into this TV well, show. Well, she's watching the show... And it's just happened to her. So the episode of the show she's watching about her, it's blatantly her, has literally just happened to her a few hours ago. So my first theory was, oh, obviously it's super high advanced AI technology. There's been little cameras following around all day and the AI is generating a whole episode in real time and instantly uploading it to like Netflix or their equivalent. And that was it at the, like that was, as yeah. the episode progressed, that was exactly what that the really Black Mirror was. episode was about. But really in summary, the episode was all about tackling different issues really that are, are kind of pro- prevalent now. Using the likeness of celebrities and to using generate AI technology. fake videos and fake film. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen this in, in our day to day, obviously the rise of ChatGPT and the amazing tools that have been created now that can turn text into videos or turn videos into more awesome videos. So it's really a very prevalent topic at the moment. And one of the things that we thought was very interesting was the concept of digital likeness and where that would be going in film and television. Yes. And especially for actors, the effect that will have on real actors that want to really be in movies and shoot real movies. How many years is that going to still continue for when really already the technology exists to put that out of business tomorrow? Like if they really pushed it, they could. I mean, really, you and me, both as actors wanting to get into bigger films and television, where does that put us in the scheme of things? And when we look at the advancement rate of technology even today, I mean, ChatGPT is better, like 10 times better in an article I read 
today than it was just months ago. Wow. And at this rate, it's going to get even more intelligent. And it's the same with all of the video models and all of the photo generation models. They're all getting better and better and better. If you're a techie person and you've played around with mid-journey, V4 is significantly better than V1. So mm. a little monkey in a teacup in V1 is nowhere near the quality and the realism of V4. So imagine now with deep fake and the rise of digital twins, yeah. the cloning of voices, it's all very prevalent. And all of these things could be split up into different episodes. But really what we want to focus on in this one is not really the ethics of digital twins, but how we see that impacting film and television. Yeah, and really get into the impact that will have on the people that work in that industry, uh, even the writers, you know, from directors to writers to storytellers. But I mean, mostly actors, because I, th I feel it will hit actors the hardest. If this really keeps going the way it's going now into this sort of dystopian tech, mm. crazy sci-fi, everyone's fake and a, a yeah. fake video of some celebrity could be made tomorrow in seconds and it goes for an hour and it's 100% believable and looks like them and they're doing something terrible. And like letting that keep growing and that technology keep advancing is not good, I don't think. This technology has been worked on and implemented in a variety of different ways over the past few years, even before we called it AI, you That's know, true. generated likeness. So the, the ability to use celebrities' faces and, and change them and morph them into scenes that they didn't even film has been going pretty strong. Mm. Uh, if you remember a film called The Irishman that Scorsese did yeah. uh, recently, amazing film. It's like four hours long, De Niro, Pacino, uh, incredible. I had to watch it over two nights. I <laughs> loved it. It's quite the long one. But get this. This is, this is crazy. And you've heard me talk about this before, but the viewers at home haven't heard about this. So the technology they used for that, uh, you, you look it up as well, guys. Uh, don't you take my word for it. It's really interesting. But <laughs> Scorsese basically built a wall of cameras, like 50 cameras or something, uh, millions and millions of like tens of millions of dollars to build this camera wall wow. in order to capture De Niro and Pacino in those scenes uh, and Pesci as well in real time. Uh, and then de-age them in post. And that was only doable apparently with this new 50 camera wall bajillion, bajillion dollar technology, right? And then literally you've got this movie where the guys are de-aged and it's still a little uncanny valley. Mm. De Niro's trying to play his 25, 30-year-old self in a few scenes and it's still very Which is evident. like half his age. It's still very evident that he looks 50. Yeah. You know, it's so the technology wasn't really that impressive for a bajillion, bajillion dollars. A week later, after the film comes out, there's like a dude that's pretty decent at deep fake stuff when the deep fake stuff was on the rise and wasn't even that good. But yet. that was also maybe a year or, or even more since the shooting and of the film, right? So then that actually would have been some time had passed. Fair enough. Probably yes. time for the yeah. technology time to get better. Time for that deep fake technology to improve, yeah. Potentially 11, 12 months had passed since they shot that. But still, that's a pretty small time gap. And the guy that put the deep fake version, his scene comparison compared to the one Scorsese shot, it was night and day. Scorsese's film was, was terrible compared to this guy that spent a day or something using his deep fake editor 
and it actually had Robert De Niro looking exactly how he looked in Taxi Driver. Wow. It, it looked like him when he was 25 years old, better in a day than this guy spent a bajillion dollars on. So I thought that was incredibly interesting in just the span of a few months to a year that some guy using a deep fake little app or plug-in on his video thing at home is making recreating the scenes way better than Scorsese spent hundreds of millions of dollars on trying to create and convince us that they were younger. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, the rise of deep, of deep fake is is incredible. I mean, obviously there are some some bad sides to that which we won't really touch on this in in this episode, but I think we have to realize that these technologies are not going away. No. But in a way, they're also best suited to actors and people that are already really famous and have done quite a lot. Very because, beneficial to them. Because they for be them, immortalized in they a can sense. be immortalized. They Especially can make content forever. The deep fake technology, you know, that was impressive enough. But then so soon after, only a few months after, now we're getting this AI technology. And so combining the deep fake technology with the AI technology, you can you can literally create anything. So, for example, I mean, just a week ago, there was an amazing cover that I saw of, of, uh, of I think it was like Frank Sinatra and Kanye West was singing that. And and. And and you had all these all these people creating original soundtracks as well, like original rap songs made by Kanye West and Jay Z and and really like anyone because they had enough vocal prints to be able to be used and replicated into an original sound. Wow! So when you think about that, the same thing is true for deepfake technology. The more the more frames it has to use, the more resources it has to use, the better the outcome. So imagine De Niro with more than a 20-year career. Oh, yeah. He has enough content there to be able to make movies for the rest of his life and never appear on set once. Forever. He doesn't have to appear on set again, ever. And he could be used... He could be in another 100 years. He could still be starring in movies Yeah. when he looks 25. Robert De Niro could be starring in films 100 years from now as a 25-year-old yeah. with his look, with his voice that he had when he was 25, long after he's passed away. And he could be taking the jobs from new actors that want to become actors. Well, I don't necessarily see the whole deep fake thing to be something that impacts a lot of the lead actors so much. I do think that there is an exhaustion of sometimes talent and their reputation. And it's almost like when you watch too many Dwayne Johnson movies and you kind of don't want to see him in another movie for a while. I think there, yeah. there is kind of that element to that. Okay. I think where it will really impact is more so the background extras. Fair enough. That's a good point. So you feel like, yeah, once, a, once an actor is that well known and we've seen them dominate so many franchises even if they are the best in the world, you know, even if they are a De Niro or some or a Meryl Streep, mm. uh, eventually people will, will want to see fresh faces. No I also what. do think, though, that after having been in the space with the whole AI and, and the growth of things like ChatGPT and AI tools, you really start to see that people are getting a little tired of it. Like there is a really strong group of people that love it. Yes. And then there's a really strong group of people that actually don't want to see it progress. Yeah. And in a way, that is probably a, a, a something that's going to keep the industry a little safer. Balanced for a, a while. And a bit more balanced. Yeah. For a while. It might keep jobs safer for a while. But 
For example, with the writer strike going on, there's been a lot of a lot of things going on in Hollywood. The writer strike has really made a lot of people uh, bring out their kind of opinions and what they think of the current industry really showing its faults and what is currently wrong with the industry. Okay. And one of those things I was reading about, it was this this lady who was brought into a room to be completely 3D scanned in order to be replicated in a bunch of different scenes in a movie as a background extra. And, you know, I mean, I don't know the details about pay or anything, but if we take the technology and how that's being used now, imagine after it grows and it gets better, you know, you might only need to ever be scanned once and you never do an audition. They just use your looks your voice true you know that really could be the case in the future you might not ever have to step on onto set they could literally just use a computer generated Actually, version that's of that's interesting because yeah obviously like that happened to me so i got the 3d scan to be doubled up and a cgi they wanted to thicken out the crowd and make it look like it was a bit bigger than it was but yeah when you think of it that way did i get some special fee or some extra pay for being 3d scanned into their systems and potentially immortalized and made into this cgi usable version of myself from all angles no they just took that and they've got it and they can use that however they want and you know i didn't sign anything or to say they can't and i didn't get paid anything extra to say that (laughs) they can yeah well so that is an interesting point exactly and this kind of opens a whole can of worms right where yeah. you have this deep fake technology that just keeps getting better. I mean, really, it's going to take away a lot of the jobs that currently actors really kind of go for in order to establish themselves. Whereas what stops the Hollywood production companies and, and really just Hollywood from consistently using the same actors that they know are going to be marketable and return profits well we just said that but then you said about the fresh face thing well yeah but yeah i'm just bringing up another point really i mean so you think like what you were saying was one point of view yeah but now from a different point of view this could also happen well so yeah. either thing could happen is what you're you're getting at and yes, we just don't know yet potentially i mean okay really these are different sides of the of, of almost the same token where you could potentially have Hollywood production companies taking a Brad Pitt and creating a digital twin of that. And he just does exactly what happened in Joan is Awful, where yeah. he gets his body completely scanned. They've got thousands of minutes of footage of him performing different accents, different vocal tones, different rhythms. And they make an entirely new AI, real-time generated movie exactly. with Brad Pitt. In every scene. That's right. And he's never even been on set and he never even auditioned and he's never even looked at the script. Yep. I mean, and when you look possible. at when you look at some of the AI tools available today, like literally 2023 today, there are vocal tools where you can literally create a clone of your voice. Yeah. And it says words the same exact way that, that, that you say them. Yeah. You can get it to do its own podcast. You can get it to do YouTube videos. You really just give it a script and it only costs a couple bucks to get a whole voice cloned. I mean, that is amazing in its own right. So imagine now Brad Pitt has his own 
complete digital twin. And really, he just gets paid residuals or royalties or or an upfront fee to be in 10 movies a year. So all of a sudden, he's chilling on the beach or maybe he's even passed away yeah. and he's still yeah, bringing in money. Yeah, as we just said, yeah, like that's totally possible now. Totally possible. And, and, and that's... you probably might not even be able to tell him apart from yeah. like actual actors that may be on well, set. Well, already the deep fake you can't. Like there's one I saw a couple of days ago of, of the stepbrothers scene uh, with Will Farrell and, and John, what's his name? They're both, I can't remember. <laughs> they're both amazing. They're really funny guys. And uh, they replaced them with Schwarzenegger and Stallones. Mm-hmm. Stallone, Stallone, whatever. The, Sylvester the tough, Stallone. Sylvester Stallones. I always have trouble with the funny names. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they replaced them both with those two. And it was 100%. It was the scene. It was like, yeah, you like that? And he's like, yeah, like, you know. And it was. It was literally, it was spot on. You'd swear that they did the scene and they were in the movie and Will Ferrell and John What's-His-Name weren't in the movie, that it was Stallone and Schwarzenegger were in those roles. That's how good it was. And that was like a whole minute scene that was 100% convincing, not even tapping into AI. That's just the level that Deep Fake's at now. So when you combine that with AI that can generate a whole brand new film, a whole brand new background, hairstyle, everything in real time with the deep fake like wow there is one thing though that is really interesting so the deep fake relies often on someone doing the performance in the first place so you brought up a great example with with the stepbrother scene yes and that being replaced by people in the deep fake format yeah so does that mean that perhaps in the future you won't necessarily be an actor representing yourself but you'll be the actor for penelope cruz to be you know, overwritten by her yeah, deep fake. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, if the AI thing hit a massive pause button, that could be the way they do it. That could be the way they do it. But I think since that technology has peaked so quickly and now we're already onto the AI, I think that as a possibility isn't even relevant anymore mm. because it's progressed that quickly already that that's not even needed now because yeah. the AI has come along so quick Yeah, you can, before that you was can even needed. You create the scenes. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, wow, wow. I mean, Bang, it, it does thing. bring up like a lot of potential problems. And and really, how do we kind of as actors react to these sorts of technological advancements? Well, you've given both sides now. I think you've said that Hollywood could do a balanced deal mm. and sort of say, okay, we want to remain balanced for a while as to not bring on the, the mobs, the angry mobs, and we want to just sort of use that technology to, to replicate extras and background stuff and make that uh, a, no longer a it's job. It's less noticeable to the audience as well. Yeah. I mean, really, when you think about it, yes, it's probably going to get better over time, but for a while, audiences will be able to tell apart an AI-created digital twin acting in a main role. Yeah. That's probably going to get better, but I mean, I can I can tell straight away if something has been created by AI yeah. when it comes to video creation. But the way it's learning and improving so quickly in 10 years from now, it, it probably like, you won't be able to tell. Well, I think the tech personally, I think the technology is already there. We're just mm. not seeing it like everything else in the world. Hollywood probably already has access everything to everything we of those see, tools. whether it's weapons or cars or film production methods or whatever you want to, you know, a, a new fridge with a smart TV in it. 
that's always 10, 15 years behind yeah. what is actually made it does and take functional. a while for the consumer market to catch up. Us as the general public, we don't get to know about this stuff. Yeah. So I think that technology is already at that point. But whether it's used for that or not, hopefully not. Hopefully it's not like every lead role is going to be Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie for the rest of time. I, I really hope not. Otherwise, we're all out of a job and we've been wasting the last 20 years trying to pursue this and, and make a way. I think there's <laughs> definitely like both sides. And yeah, I think one way to protect yourself is to continue making your own content. I mean, that's really the takeaway. Yeah. Because if you, if, if you can't be cast in a movie because they're going to use a deep fake technology to put Angelina Jolie in that same role... Well, then the only way to protect your own career is to continue chipping away at it yourself. Amazing. And, and yeah. it's honestly, I mean, it's amazing. I, I love it. And I do I do watch a lot of videos about AI and, and I really track it yeah. because I do think that there is great potential to save time. There is. And it's it's just, it's also creating a whole new balance for, for, for filmmakers that, you know, have very little resources to create amazing videos and films and music videos and, yeah. and all sorts of media and almost levels the game. Like you don't need millions of dollars anymore. Um, anymore to create these amazing videos. I mean, AI video content is blowing my mind Yeah. already. It can't do hands, but it soon will be able to. <laughs> as long as we keep it accessible to the public, I think, yeah. then it's fair. And as long as we keep making our own content... Even if Hollywood does go full dystopia, you know, we're, we're still creating and we're still using amazing tools to create our own great things. Uh, but then again, on the other hand, they could go utopian. Okay, so I think we've talked about this, you know, this AI uh, film, using it in film uh, in a very sort of negative way so yeah, far. So I mean, far. we've been a little bit balanced in certain other aspects, but in the film aspect, we've focused on the negative which is fair enough because there's a lot of negatives to it. It's a big, scary, omnipresent technology that we don't really have a handle on and we can't control because if Hollywood controls it and the directors control it, they can do anything they want. Yeah. Uh, it could go full dystopian, exactly like we've discussed, exactly like Alice is Awful or Joan is, Joan awful. is awful Black Mirror episode, which is where we started this episode. Uh you know, that's where this came from, this commentary came from. They could go like that 100% or... Here's another option, a utopian look at using that technology. So, yeah, new actors are coming through. Mm. New people are still getting discovered. They are still shooting films on set in a real environment, learning the scripts. It's not all made by a computer. Yeah. But maybe, maybe Harrison Ford, you know, 50 years from now, maybe he's passed away. Yeah. And maybe there's a new Star Wars film and maybe... It'd be amazing to have a new character from Star Wars act alongside Harrison Ford as his 25-year-old self mm. with his actual voice that he sent, like him, not an actor stand-in, not yeah. like the new Han Solo movie, not like another guy trying to be him, but literally Harrison Ford as a 25-year-old with that voice as him in his prime from those movies to act alongside a new actor in this brand new film and that's completely doable with this technology. 100%. So you can you can immortalize the old legends in a great way without taking the jobs from other people and yeah. without completely destroying the film industry and it just being all computerized. 
you can still have a, a really positive way to use that technology. Whether Hollywood do that or not, mm-hmm. though, who knows? Well, they could do that with kind of Paul Walker. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing that they yeah. did in Fast and Furious was not great. They used so his imagine, twin brother. I mean, that was, that was pretty <laughs> it good. It was close enough. You could bring back these amazing yeah. legends. You could, you could use like, it sparingly. It's like a gift from the gods, having that power, but being smart about using it and yeah. respectful and knowing when it's the right time to use it. That's right. And when it's abuse, <laughs> which humans aren't very good at. So fingers That's, crossed. That is very true. <laughs> but what do you think? Well, let us know in the comments. Let yeah. us know in the FAQ. In, in it's an ongoing discussion, constantly evolving and changing. Like in another six months, it's going to be different again. That's right. Have so, you watched Jonah's Awful? Yeah. And if you have, let us know what you thought. You know, give us your commentary. What yeah. do you think about AI taking over? And, and are, are we doomed as actors? Or is there a rainbow ahead that we can all look forward to? Let us know and we'll see you in the next episode.